The following sermon is by Dan Thomas, pastor and teacher at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. And now, here is Pastor Dan Thomas. What we're going to talk about today, and we're going to come back around to this, but Proverbs 20, uh, 17, 22, you might be familiar with, a merry heart does good like a medicine. But we're going to talk a little bit about that whole idea of just, again, I wanted us to really think about <laughs> an attack strategy for the month of December. Because I w- think you'll agree with me, there is an attack against us right now, against our thinking, against our spiritual health, against our mental health. Uh, everything has kind of been bombarding us. And um, as you think about uh, a few things in particular that we see in our world, I I put it into alliteration because I like to do that, but I want to give you three A words that we see all the time. Uh, The first one is we see uh, people are anxious. The second thing we see all the time is that people are angry. And thirdly, we see a lot of times that people are alone. And those three things are kind of piling up on that. And I want to address those real quickly and then talk about a solution a little bit. But uh, just when you think about the whole idea of being anxious, uh, Charles Spurgeon uh, said this. He said, anxiety does nothing to empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it empties today of its strength. Good thought, huh? Anxiety does nothing to empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it does empty today of its strength. I had an opportunity this week to sit down with a friend who has consistently through his life had struggles with depression. And he shared with me a little bit about just how recent months have been the perfect storm as far as for him. In fact, uh, about five weeks ago or something, he got COVID and he, he was one that got you know, pretty sick with it and, and just the different things that he's gone through. But I see so many people that uh, have just battled that as far as keeping in any way my mind off of worries. I hear from a ton of people, I'm having trouble sleeping. I never have before, but I'm really having trouble sleeping right now because it seems like there's so many things that get my mind racing. There's so many things that I have to worry about. So anxiety is having a heyday. Anger. (laughs) uh, Do do you see any angry people out there in the world? (laughs) Do do we ever see that? And I was thinking my my son, I I got to spend Thanksgiving with this week, and uh, one of his favorite authors is C.S. Lewis. So he was talking a little bit about this book. I don't know if any of you have ever seen this. It's called The Screwtape Letters. Anybody ever seen it? Okay, good, a lot of you. Uh, it is, uh, he kind of wrote it, uh, you know, pretending to be the head demon uh, by the name of Screwtape, Screwtape, Uncle Screwtape, and he writes to his apprentice, one of the demons, whose job is, first of all, to keep somebody from ever coming to know the Lord. And once he fails in that way, and the guy does come to know the Lord, he trusts the Lord and gets saved, then this demon's job is to just tear him down and make him ineffective as a Christian. And he writes in there, and I got to... Travis got me interested in it again, so I picked it up yesterday. But I came across this phrase in here talking about the devil's strategy. And one of the things he said to his apprentice, he says, hatred is best combined with fear. He said, well, if we're going to get people angry, uh, we've got to have fear involved here. You know, we've got got to use that. And that has always been a, a strategy of attack. A little trivia question here to go with Jim's question. If you were visiting West Point, okay, and uh, they have a wall of all the great generals from history, anybody know who the first one is on the wall at West Point? Yes, sir? You're a good guess, but no, it's not that. It's from before that, way before that. Guy by the name of Joshua. 
They actually have Joshua pictured there as the first general on the wall at West Point. You may not know this, but when the children of Israel went into the promised land, they had a, a three-pronged attack, uh, not three-pronged, but the three different campaigns. First, they went into what is called the central campaign. Uh, that's where the Jericho and Ai were. And then they went south, the southern kingdom. Some of you remember the story of the sun standing still and the victory that God gave them there. And then they went north. And by that time, the kings of the north had united. And uh, but by that time, there wasn't many left to unite it. So the strategy that Joshua used was to go central campaign first. What strategy are you hearing in there? Divide and conquer. Okay, the Romans used the same strategy. Now, in today's warfare, it's a little bit different. It's not a physical division as much, but they always say the first thing you want to do is take out the command and control. Wipe out their ab ability to communicate. Again, they're trying to divide and conquer. Well, our enemy has that same strategy, to do everything that he can to get us divided, to get us angry, to get us fighting with each other. Okay? The third word, we said that there's anxiety, there's anxiousness, there's also many people that are alone. Okay, they're going through things alone for a variety of different reasons. But, uh, but a place that the devil loves to have you, again, if I could refer to biblical history, the uh, nation of Israel, the ten kingdoms to the north, fell to a group of people called the Assyrians, a very barbaric conquerors, a uh, group of conquerors that came in. The uh, Babylonians then came in and took over Judah, which was the southern kingdom. Again, pretty hostile group. But what both of those groups did when they came in, uh, they, the word they used was diaspora. But they scattered. They separated. Okay? They went in and they took families and they broke them up. They moved everybody out of their homeland. That's why Israel is gone into captivity. And we have that period in the Bible that we look at when they're out of there. Because the enemy knows he's going to break their spirit by separating them, by isolating them, by taking them away from their families. And we have those attacks launched as us today. And again, you know, as, as I thought about this morning, next week most definitely I want to get back to, uh, to our study in Hebrews. I'm excited. We're in Hebrews chapter 4. We're going to talk about our great high priest. I get so pumped in uh, get, getting to do that, and, and we'll, we'll dive into the, the text there. But this week uh, I really felt like, and I uh, talked about Francis a couple weeks ago. I said, I really want to admonish you, and I really want to encourage you to have a battle plan going into this December. Okay? And, and uh, just like we have three A's that are the, uh, that are the, the uh, things that the enemy is using against us, I want to give you three L's uh, just to help you moving forward. And the first of those is the word leave. I want you to think about as we are fighting back against the attacks of our enemy, I want you to think about what it is that you need to leave. Because what is it that the enemy is using the most in your life to bring about anxiety, to bring about anxiousness, and to isolate you? What is he using most to do that? Okay, whatever that is, I want to leave it. Now, I encourage you right now just to say, Lord, what, what is it? If I, you know, as the devil's getting the victory in my mind, the air is where he is, where my thinking is negative, where I am discouraged, depressed, where I am alone. Lord, what are the things that, uh, that the enemy is using? Would you show those to me? Okay, now I'll take you down the path that I go, and I think many of you have been on the same path because I've talked to a lot of different people, and what they have said they have to leave is media. Okay, very simply. They, they just said, can't do it. Now, um, I want to, 
attack, if you will, in some ways media, but I don't, I'm not attacking individuals, okay? I don't really know any media personality. Bob Montgomery, he, he's the local guy on 22 in the mornings. I like him. He seems like a nice man. In fact, Francis and I were having dinner at a restaurant, and his family was right across the way, and he seemed like a good... You don't remember them? Okay, <laughs> she's looking at me like, who's, who are you? Maybe you're with somebody else. Uh, but I uh, see like a good guy. I'm not attacking any individuals like this, but let, let's just think through this here for a second. The media and news is a business. Businesses want to make money. Therefore, they're going to figure out what sells. And folks, very simply, fear sells. Their highest ratings come when there is a 9-11. Their highest ratings come when there is a hurricane. Their highest ratings come when there are forest fires. If they can drum, that's how they're going to get. And I, I'm not saying it to be mean. It's just a simple fact. Uh, they are going to continue to try to sell fear. And as you think about that whole idea of media again, and we move over into the social media aspect, what is the commodity that is for sale? What are, how are they making their money? What are they selling on social media? You know what it is? It is our attention. A couple of weeks ago, uh, a friend of ours uh, David said, uh, hey, uh, I'm going up to Chicago. We're, we're uh, having my son over. I want to get a Lou Malnati's pizza. Anybody Lou Malnati's? Anybody? You know that? Okay, just a couple. Okay, you all know Giordano's, right? Okay, I'm, I'm thinking I like Lou Malnati's better. I'm just saying. Uh, that's the big debate in Chicago is which is better. But he said, we're going up there. We're going to get these take-and-bake pizzas. I'm going to bring you back one. And, uh, and he dropped it off, I think, on a Friday. And, and Francis and I were living until we could uh, fill the house with the aroma of Lou Malnati's pizza and, uh, and have a good time with that big, thick, stuffed pizza. We were going to have a great time. Well, um, the next day, I get on my phone, and I'm getting all these ads for Lou Malnati's. And then I got on my computer, and the same thing, all these Lou Malnati's ads are talking about. And I was convinced that somebody was listening to us talk about it because I hadn't Googled it. I hadn't looked for it. And I found out later that Francis on her phone had looked it up to see how far he had to go uh, to get it. But still, I just thought about that whole uh, the algorithm thing that they have and everything that they have to, to figure out what to give you, what information to give you, and how they feed you exactly, you know, what they know you'll be interested in, how they suck you in. You know, no wonder there's so much division in our world right now because so many of us are connected to a social media that what it does is it, it, whatever it is you're going to agree with, I'm going to give you more of it. And I'm going to pound that and, and, and keep working that into your life. Whatever it is that I know can get your attention, I'm going to put there. So we're, the things that you agree with, I'm going to pound you over and over. And the other side, we're going to pound them over and over again. And we're going to drive people apart. And that me... Okay, just take a minute, please, honestly, and just ask yourself, is there any way that this is helping me? Okay, now I hope some of you might be on Facebook now watching and, and great. And, and if you could stay up with the midweek uh, momentums, unlike Jenny, who would have known that Abraham Lincoln started uh, that. But, uh, but, you know, if you stay up, and I know there's some good uses, but maybe you need to say, hey, you know what? Now, I'm not going to post anything unless it's a picture of me over the next month, unless it's a picture of me stuffing my face with a Christmas cookie, okay? Uh, you know, some family time and some different things like that. Maybe that'd be a real healthy thing. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to move away, um, you know, move into too much of, you want to say meddling. But at the same time, as a pastor, I want to admonish you for your own good. Would you take a look and say, hey, what is it that is bringing anxiety and fear in my life? What is it that I need to leave? Ladies Bible study, I know they were looking at uh, the life of uh, Mo, uh, jo Joseph and where Joseph had to flee temptation, where Joseph had to get away from it. Maybe there is something as we move into December that you say, I just need to leave this behind.
It's not going to help me. It's only going to hurt me. So our first L is that word right there, leave. The second one uh, is lean. I want to encourage you to lean. Okay? I'm going to suggest to you a passage for memorization if you don't know it. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. And you're going to recognize verse 4 of 4. Some of you could say it with me. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Many of us grew up singing that little song. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But instead, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome that our minds and our hearts would be guarded in Christ Jesus? How? When we pray and when we give thanks. Okay? Uh, as I pray and as I give thanks, that is the key to me rejoicing in the Lord. That is the key to having my mind guarded from these other things that are attacking. Let me give you another suggestion uh, for this time too as far as leaning on the Lord. This is something just our friends uh, that we were talking to this week said they're going to do during the month of December. They said, you know, the, the book of Luke has 24 chapters. So what my wife and I are going to do beginning on the first day, which will be Tuesday, we're going to read Luke chapter 1 together and just may talk about it and pray. And we're going to do that. That'll take us right up till Christmas. And they said, we're going to do it. And I said, I'm in. Okay. And uh, so Francis and I are going to plan on doing that same thing. We're just going to take the time to read 24. Now, I wanted to tell you, uh, like we did last year on January 1st, we'll have a little devotional guide if you want to use it that the church went through together. We're going to have that again for January. But I thought, man, that's a great idea maybe to take for December and just say, hey, each month, as a, uh, each day of the month as a family, we're going to do that. You have a couple days to get ready. Start on Tuesday. It's supposed to snow. You can sit there, huddle around the fire and, and read Luke chapter 1. And, and uh, you'll start actually with the Christmas story there. And one and two but but well, man just that we would take the extra time to be leaning on Jesus and if you wonder why I left a verse up here the whole time I kind of wanted to get in your head uh, hopefully you're looking what's with that he hasn't switched at all he just has that up here the third L okay we got we got we're going to leave some things behind that are tearing us down we're going to lean on Jesus the third L I know what it is what do you think it is laugh that's right. Make sure that you are doing some things. <laughs> There's no other way to say that. Put a smile on your face. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 12, I'm sorry, chapter 13, verse number 12, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But, uh, but a fulfillment of a desire is a tree of life. But hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when we are looking forward to something and it gets canceled and it, we're looking forward and we're anticipating something and, you know, we're living for this a lot of times, it really does have kind of a sickening aspect. And how many of us already have had December plans change? Okay. Uh, and, you know, family plans and this and everything like that and so many things that we might look forward to that, gets can that get canceled. And I want to admonish you. I want to plead with you. I want to say, hey, don't let it happen. Say, okay, that is canceled. We're going to do something else. This, this Christmas, if you're in a situation where you have more time than usual, great. Uh, you know, uh, some of you I know are, are still going to get busy anyway, but some of you are like, hey, this December there's less Christmas parties. Uh, I'm sorry there's no school programs and this and things like that, but hey, how are we going to substitute? What are we going to do? 
On your way home today, make a list of your favorite five Christmas movies, okay? And if Die Hard is one, that's not really a Christmas movie. Uh, but make a list of your favorite five Christmas music and put them on the schedule and say these are the day we're going to watch them. Hey, if you have kids especially, or if there's two of you that want to do this, uh, take a night and uh, decide you're going to sleep out in the living room. Drag the mattresses out or the air mattresses or the sleeping bag. Sleep out there by the Christmas tree. Everybody who's there gets to pick their favorite Christmas music and their favorite uh, movie and their favorite snack. Okay? And just have a great time. Find some things like that to do. Find the lighting displays that are going on that you can go see. Figure out a way. And with people, do not, I'm going to say this, do not let them be alone. Now listen, if that means you have to Zoom, if that means you have to text, if that means you have to, uh, you know, FaceTime all the time or whatever like that, but, but don't give up on them. Okay? Don't give up on them and make, make sure because that is not a healthy situation for them to be in. Get creative. I want to mention this too. Just, uh, uh, so just as, as thinking about this, during the next month, there's a build, there's a room back here in our building. It's called a gymnasium. Okay, uh, if there's a night where you're like, hey, you, uh, we've had families call up and say, hey, can we come in and shoot some baskets? Yes. Uh, we can we come in and play volleyball? Yes. Uh, can we come in and rollerblade? Yes, but please be careful. I don't know how insur our insurance is. Uh, but, uh, but seriously, if there's a time you get a hold of me, I love, you know, your family wants to get together and use the gym. Be creative. Get outdoors. Cold or not, bundle up and go. You got your mask on anyway. Come on, you're good. Uh, keep the cold air, cold air out of your lungs. So c be creative, but let's make sure. Uh, do you understand what I'm kind of getting at? I just, I just want here's to, the, here's the thing. When we kind of, and I've got myself in this many times. You know, I've planned this, this, and this, and then, okay, that got canceled, that that didn't work out. So pretty soon I find myself just sitting there letting life happen to me. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to do anything, so here we go like that. Get as aggressive and proactive as you can be to say, hey, you know what? I got to have some laughter. Okay, I got to have some fun. I got to have, if you want to say it like this, I need to have a little Christmas. Okay, we need to do stuff like that. And a few years ago, um, I was in a situation in my life where I, I needed some help, and I went uh, in for some Christian counseling, or some counseling. Yeah, uh, he was a Christian. And uh, one of the first things that he said to me, in fact, as after he had interviewed me and gone through different things, he said, you know, he said, you really separate out the different things in your life. He said, what you don't understand is that your physical health, your mental health, and your spiritual health are all connected. And, and, you know, and part of the remedy that he had, you know, was to join a gym <laughs> and start swimming. And I was like, eh. <laughs> you know, I'd have gone to the physical therapist for that. But he was right on. All these areas of our health, and God knows this. God designed us. We don't separate this out. All these areas are connected. And there are a lot of people that are struggling spiritually. I mean, and one of the things I definitely encourage you to do is get into the Word of God and to pray. But understand that that is all connected to everything else and just this anxiety. And when that anger gets the best of us and when we're in isolation, we're going to struggle. So the message is not, oh, woe is us. We're going to have a hard time. The message is, hey, <laughs> let's kick this out of our lives. Okay? I mean, really, let, let's just go after it. Let's, let's leave here with a determination. Like I said, we've got an upward focus and we're going to praise him some more and we're going to sing his praise in a few minutes. But then let's also leave with a forward focus going into December that says, hey, you're not winning this, okay? You're not winning this, Satan. 
You got all your, you got all your tools and they're lined up and it might be the perfect storm for you, but I have something that, uh, that your lies have no chance against, the truth of God's word and the presence of Jesus Christ in my life. And you ain't winning this, buddy. You know, adjust. We, we had uh, this week, uh, we were to catch up with my daughter. She got sick. And we didn't get to catch up with her. Well, you better believe that as soon as she's feeling better, we are making her a turkey dinner. And by we, I mean my wife. Uh, but we are getting together. And just take that approach. Okay, we got this derailed over here. We're getting back up. You've been listening to Pastor Dan Thomas of Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email, info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.